You're listening to Martian Gardens, episode 1159, hour number one. I'm Max Shea. Martian Gardens is adventures every week in uh, curious modern music. And uh, this week we have Elliot Carter starting off with um, music by Morton Sabotnik and uh, some curious percussion music bringing us to the end of the hour. We start with Elliot Carter's Mighty Piano Concerto. And this is from Music of Elliot Carter, Volume 9 on Bridge Records, released in 2013. I have a little information on the music we are about to hear. Elliot Carter's Piano Concerto was premiered on January 6, 1967 by the Boston Symphony Orchestra with Eric Leinsdorf conducting and Jacob Leitner as piano soloist. The piece is a difficult duel between the soloist and the orchestra, with each seeking its own direction in the dance, so to speak. The subtle textures and polyphony of the piano concerto required the virtuosity that the BSO and Leitner could provide. On this recording, Charles Rosen performs with the Basil Sinfonietta under the wand of Joel Smirnoff. They prove themselves up to the task. In Carter's words, the soloist becomes increasingly dissociated from and opposed to the orchestra, each developing its own musical expression and material in its own way. The notes refer to two icons of the last century, Igor Stravinsky and Charlie Chaplin. Carter completed his piano concerto in 1965. He dedicated it to Stravinsky, uh, for the great Igor's 85th birthday, the dates don't align, but that's okay, Stravinsky praised earlier works by Carter, which I'm sure he appreciated. Carter said the dynamism of the piece reminded him of a Charlie Chaplin comedy. He told Time magazine, The piano is born, then the orchestra teaches it what to say, the piano learns, then the piano learns the orchestra is wrong. They fight and the piano wins, not triumphantly, uh, but with a few weak, sad notes. Sort of Charlie Chaplin humorous, said Carter. The concerto begins and ends with a solo piano. Throughout its uh, two untitled movements, the material continually develops without repetition or recapitulation. There is... Um, much more to this intense piece of music, but uh, we haven't time for it all. Uh, so this is Elliot Carter, piano concerto in uh, two movements. Uh, the first being a little over 10 minutes and the second being 13 minutes. They're supposed to be roughly the same length, but that's okay. Music of Elliot Carter, volume nine, again released on Bridge Records in 2013. This is a Charles Rosen on piano with the Basil Sinfonietta, conducted by Joel Smirnoff, recorded at uh, State Casino in uh, Basel, Switzerland, on April 3rd, 2001. Elliot Carter, con Piano Concerto. This is Martian Gardens. The Martian Gardens blog is martiangardens.blog. I'm Max Shea. Thank you. 
Elliot Carter on Martian Gardens, 
That was the Piano Concerto in two untitled movements, released on Music of Elliot Carter, Volume 9, on Bridge Records. That was a 2013 release. And that goes back to just after the turn of the century, piano by uh, Charles Rosen with the Basel Sinfonietta, conducted by Joel Smirnoff, recorded at uh, the Stadt Casino uh, in Basel, Switzerland, April 3rd, 2001. And that was composed in the years 1964 and 1965, Elliot Carter, Piano Concerto. And as I mentioned earlier, we would hear some Morton Subotnik. Audiences know Morton Subotnik through his electronic works, but he certainly composed with conventional instruments as well, including piano. In 2018, Mode Records released Subotnik Volume 4, the complete works for piano. Among the pieces on the release is a trio of Subotnik's preludes for piano. The three are independent pieces, uh, but presented under the title of Preludes for Piano. They are the Preludes, The Blind Owl from 1957, and The Feast from 1961, both premiere recordings. And the third, which is called Four, that's uh, the Roman numeral four. It's a 1966 piece for tape and piano. Sabonic dedicates The Blind Owl to the beat poet Joanna McClure and The Feast to her husband, the beat poet Michael McClure. Subotnik created the electronic portion of Prelude 4 with a Buchla synthesizer. Uh, they were all located in the Bay Area, uh, the McClures and, uh, and Subotnik at the, at the time, uh, with Subotnik at the San Francisco Tape Music Center. Uh, Subotnik helped the center get a Rockefeller grant, which enabled it to move across the bay to its host institution, Mills College in Oakland. But then Subotnik moved to New York City to take another appointment. Subotnik was getting a feel for the Buchla synthesizer in 1966. He was then artist-in-residence at the NYU Tisch School of Arts, which provided him with the Buchla synth which he mastered to uh, create more famous pieces, uh, that is, more famous pieces, such as Silver Apples of the Moon, The Wild Bull, and Touch in the late 60s. So uh, we have these three piano preludes, The Blind Owl, The Feast, and Prelude 4, uh, from Morton Subotnik Volume 4, Complete Works for Piano, and that's a Mode Records release from 2018, Piano by Sujin Andrew. Music recorded in New York City in May of 2014. And that's uh, for solo piano. Uh, uh, the first one composed in 1957, The Blind Owl, and the second one, 1961. And finally, 1966 for the fourth prelude, which is for piano and electronics. Morton Subotnik, Three Preludes for Piano. Thank you. 
We ended with Morton Sabotnik, Prelude 4, and I apologize for the great hiss at the end of that piece. I amplified the, the track to emphasize the background synthesizer and how um, Sabotnik was using the, the Bukla synthesizer, but uh, this old electronic track is not in the best of shape. And that's what we heard, Morton Sabotnik, Preludes for Piano, The Blind Owl, The Feast, and Prelude 4, all included on Morton Sabotnik, Volume 4, Complete Works for Piano, released in 2018 on Mode Records, Piano by Sujin Anju. You're listening to Martian Gardens, episode 1159, our number one, and... Uh, I mentioned the uh, curious percussion pieces, and uh, we'll hear two of them. And the, these two pieces uh, will take us over to the top of the hour and uh, put uh, 11.59, hour number one, in the range of 66 minutes. So if the outlet you're listening to has truncated the hour to 58 or 59 minutes, the complete uh, 66 minutes is on the Martian Gardens uh, uh, podcast, martiangardens.blog. And what we'll hear is Robert Fleischer, a performance of his piece, Altro Alfresco, and John Cage, Child of Tree. Ilta is a release on Numa Records featuring uh, flutist Stephanie Aberdeen, Abder Halden, that is, and percussionist Kyle Fens, as well as Thomas Lorenzo, excuse me, Thomas Loretto, that is, another percussionist. Ilta presents works by David Maki, Yanis Zanakis, and Robert Honstein. The preponderance of the pieces is by the New York City-based composer Robert Honstein. These are two related pieces by Honstein, Loretta, Loretto Alfresco and Altro Alfresco, uh, both created using tape music. Uh, Honstein composed in his teens and both recorded at the base of a tree in Camp Douglas, Wisconsin, about an hour and a half drives north of Madison. They're both written for Honstein uh, and Honstein's childhood friend, the percussionist Thomas Loretto. Honstein's notes on the piece that we'll hear, which is Altro Alfresco, tell us. Altro Alfresco again features my dear childhood friend Tom Loretto improvising at and on the base of a tree with an assortment of pots, pans, pipes, jars, etc. Mother Nature's deep breaths and Sharon Matlin's distant soprano recorder improvisations contribute to a chance counterpoint the tape speed manipulation and overdubbing here heard here and in loretto alfresco undoubtedly reflect the influence of frank zappa who i was privileged to know in the late 1960s uh, and uh, Loretto Alfresco premiered during the 2011 Seamus concert, uh, Conference at the University of Miami. Alfredo, Alf, Altro Alfresco has also been heard in Argentina, Switzerland, and the UK, and many locales in 
the U.S., says uh, Robert Honstein. And speaking of trees, we'll conclude the hour with John Cage's Child of Tree, a 1975 composition for of, of amplified plant materials. Both Child of Tree and Branches from the next year, 1976, are sometimes called the cactus pieces. Cage instructs the performer to, to percuss the plants. If you drum on cactus, you'll find it doesn't make a great deal of noise, thus Cage required amplification. Cactus isn't specified, though most performances use cactus, including uh, Darcy Philip Gray's performances on the works for Percussion 3 on Mode Records. Cage does not uh, does require the performer to employ a seed pod, specifically the seed pod of the Poinciana tree, used as a rattle. Both a Child of Tree and Branches are included on uh, this Mode Records release. We will hear Child of Tree, the Canadian percussionist Darcy Philip Gray, and company recorded Child of Tree one sweltering July night in 2008 at the Sutton United Church in Sutton, Quebec, just north of the Canadian border. These two together run about 13 minutes, and we start with Robert Fleischer, Altro Alfresco, from the ILTA release on Numa Records, Music for Fixed Media, uh, and Percussion, Percussion by Thomas Loretto. Once again, if any of this uh, program is uh, truncated on uh, your listening outlet, it's all there on the Martian Gardens podcast, martiangardens.blog. You're listening to Martian Gardens, episode 1159, hour number one, which uh, will run over time to about the length of 66 minutes.
You're listening to Martian Gardens, episode 1159, hour number two. I'm Max Shea. The Martian Gardens blog is martiangardens.blog. Once again, hour number one went to 66 minutes. And in that case, some of the listening outlets truncated at 58 or 59 minutes for their own announcements and identification. So in case that happened on your listening outlet, the Martian Gardens blog features a link to the Martian Gardens podcast at anchor.fm that's uh, martiangardens.blog so you can hear the entirety of John Cage's uh, Child of Tree the first set of hour number two features electroacoustic music from Vanya Dientes Leti and Annette Vandigorn Vanya Dientes Leti a native of Rio de Janeiro studied electronic music in London before returning home in 1974 She founded her own electronic music studio in Rio. She became a professor at the Federal University of Rio de Janeiro in 1981. In 1986, Annette Vandigorn invited Vonya Gentis Lecce to collaborate in Vandigorn's studio, Metamorphos Diorfe, in Belgium, a product of Vonya Gentis Lecce's residency at Van de Gorn's studio is the Indian Eliovni, the Indian and the UFO. This piece starts with a dreamy electronic landscape, including electronic modulations familiar to us from sci-fi cinema, which evoke extraterrestrial contact. The female voice contrasts with the extraterrestrial sounds creating a conversation between human and E.T. Then we hear percussion sounds such as a drum, bamboo wind chimes, scraped objects, and unrolling adhesive tape. The final section includes a sorrowful modal melody and electronic sounds marked by a pulsing drum beat. The Indian Leovni the Indian and the UFO was unavailable for decades until the Barrow label released it on their Bandcamp platform as part of the Fios de Trama series. That's Barrow, B-E-R-R-O. And Vanya Diotis Liechi passed away in 2018 at the age of 73. We'll follow this 14-minute this piece with... Excerpts A and B from Annette Vandigorn's Exile Chantou. That's uh, Exile Chant 2 in English. This is electroacoustic music, stereo, fixed medium, set to uh, Saint Jean Perse's poem Exile. Saint Jean Perse is the pen name of. Alexis Leger, a French writer and diplomat. Uh, Paris uh, rose high in the diplomatic ranks at the French embassy in Beijing. This was in the late 1930s, and to cut a long story short, uh, Paris's anti-Nazi convictions clashed with the Vichy government in 1940. The Vichy was not exactly tolerant of uh, dissent and stripped the diplomat of his position 
His possessions, and even his French citizenship, thus Perth ended up exiled in Washington, D.C., where he wrote the exile poem, Exile, that is, Exile, I should say, the Exile poem in 1942. Perth found work at the Library of Congress. He retired from the diplomacy. The uh, French allowed him uh, back to his country in the late 50s. He split the remainder of his life between the U.S. and his native France. Well, he was born in Guadeloupe, which was a French possession. Anyway, I've linked to Exile, or Exile, on the Martian Gardens playlist via the Internet Archive. And uh, that's again under the Annette Van de Gorn entry on Martian Gardens, episode 1159. We start with uh, Vonya Duntis, excuse me, Vonya Duntis Lechi, the Indian and the UFO. You're listening to Martian Gardens, episode 1159, hour number two. I'm Max Shea.
s'exercent dans les temples, la corne peinte des hôtels. Je n'ai point erré, ô pérégrin, que de convoiter l'air la plus nue pour rassembler au cirque de l'exil un grand poème né de rien. Un grand poème fait de rien.
j'ai fondé sur l'abîme et l'embrasse et la fumée des sables. Je me coucherai dans les citernes et dans les vaisseaux creux. En tout lieu vins et fades où j'ai le goût de la grandeur. Electroacoustic music on Martian Gardens. We heard first Vonya Dientes Lechi and Liandian e Liovni, The Indian and the UFO. And that's released on a compilation uh, Fios di Trama Volume 1 by the Barrow label, B E R R O, on their Bandcamp site. That was music for electronics, sound collage, and female voice recorded at the composer's studio in the mid-60s in Rio de Janeiro and, uh, excuse me, in the mid-80s, Rio de Janeiro, the year is credited as uh, 1986. And following that, Danette Van de Gorn, Exile Chantou, that's Exile, Chant 2 or Song 2, and we heard excerpts A and B, and that's from her release Exile on Empreinte Digital from 2008, music for uh, fixed media on uh, electroacoustic music realized at the uh, Metamorphose de Orphe studio of uh, Musique and Recherche in Ohain, Belgium. Um, and the text is, uh, again, the poem Exile uh, by Saint-Jean uh, Saint Perse. And that was read by Annette Vandigorn. We continue with uh, music by uh, Lee Weishart. Uh, Lee Weishart's second release on new focus recordings is called Recesses. He is associate professor at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, teaching composition and electronic music. Recesses 2 presents a cool electronic environment that plays host to accompanying saxophone, guitar, percussion, and piano. Uh, the Recesses album was recorded at Octavian Audio in Mont Vernon, New York, and will follow Lee Weisert with John Christopher Nelson. Nelson is a professor of composition at the University of North Texas, Denton, where he's an associate of SEMI, that's the Center for Experimental Music and Intermedia at uh, the University of North Texas, Denton. Uh, Nelson has created his share of music for uh, conventional instruments, but he's better known for his electroacoustic work, uh, which has gotten him on many recordings and won him several big prizes. We'll hear his 1992 composition for guitar and tape called Waves of Refraction. Nelson's main idea here was to create with sound similar effects to the way water refracts 
light and distorts the appearance of submerged objects, hence waves of refraction. And like the uh, Lee Weishart piece, it has an acoustic guitar in it. Uh, we start with Lee Weisert and Recesses 2 from the Recesses release on New Focus Recordings. Uh, saxophone by Matthew McClure. Modular synthesis by Alan Anderson with electronics, guitar, percussion, and piano, all by Lee Weisart. Uh, again, recorded at uh, uh, Octavian Audio, Mont Vernon, New York. John Christopher Nelson's Waves of Refraction is one of the pieces that he sent to me many years ago on his own, on a CDR of many of his electroacoustic works. Uh, it has been commercially released. Uh, John Christopher Nelson's Wave of Refractions is one of the selections on Electroacoustic Music 3, released in 1994 on Numa Records. This, again, is for guitar and tape. Guitar uh, is by William Bunacori, and the computer-generated tape was produced at the Florida International University uh, Electronic Music Center in Miami, composed in 1992. Again, although he's an associate of the Electroacoustic Music Studios in the University of Texas, North Texas at Denton, that is, he uh, was, this was at another southern studio at uh, Florida International University in Miami, again, going back over 30 years to 1992. Lee Weisart starts off, this runs, this is the longer of the two selections, and it runs 15 minutes. This is called Recesses 2. You're listening to Martian Gardens, episode 1159, hour number two. I'm Max Shea.
Thank you. 
Electronic music featuring acoustic guitar on Martian Gardens. We heard the first, the longer piece, running 15 minutes. Lee Weisert, Recesses 2, from his release Recesses on new Focus recordings from 2023. And that featured, among other instruments, acoustic guitar performed by Lee Weisert. And then from... John Christopher Nelson, we heard Waves of Refraction, and that's released on Electroacoustic Music 3 on Numa Records from 1994, and that's for Guitar and Tape, Guitar by William Bunacor. We conclude with two minutes of the late radio artist Helen Thorington. This is called Oil Pumps. This is a duet for Texas Oil Pumps and Violin, Violin by Aurora Manuel, composed in 1982. Helen Thorington, Oil Pumps.
piece for oil pump and violin by Helen Thorington with violinist Aurora Manuel. You're listening to Martian Gardens, episode 1159, hour number three. We begin hour three with a second selection from Emprunts Digital of Montreal, the Fingerprints label. Quebec City native Christian Bouchard studied at the Montreal Conservatory with the fellow electroacoustic composer Yves Daou. We've heard Daou quite a bit on Martian Gardens in the past. Bouchard won first prize in electroacoustic music back in 2000 at the Conservatory and continues to enjoy success as a composer for film installation art and electroacoustic music. His latest Emprunts Digital release is entitled Four, that's Roman numeral four, presents five compositions, three abstract pieces, and two soundscapes in total. We'll hear Montreal Mafia, which is not your Scorsese North, but a project in in which a Bouchard invites a fellow sound recordist to record 15 minutes of sound or music with whatever sounds or environments they choose, or musical instruments. Uh, Bouchard ended up with a quartet of composers, fondly called his uh, Montreal Mafia. Uh, There are four aural points of view, mechanical activity at the Port of Montreal on Liebert Street and uh, Notre Dame Street by Jean-Jacques Bordeaux, a conversation at the dinner table in a loft inside the old Cadbury plant in Montreal by Simon Goulet, activity in the kitchen of a a posh restaurant in uh, downtown Montreal by uh, Simon Brion, and then Christian Bouchard himself presenting a wide vista on Montreal from the Mont-Royal Calieronc Belvedere, a scenic vista in Montreal. Montreal uh, Mafia was realized between uh, 2013 and 2014 at the Composer's Studio in Montreal and was premiered on uh, December 1st, 2016 as part of the concert Electroshock Three, Christian Bouchard at uh, the Multimedia Studio at the Montreal Conservatory. Music of Christian Bouchard refining his own 15 minutes from sounds and music provided by his colleagues in Montreal. And uh, this piece is called Montreal Mafia. You're listening to Martian Gardens, episode 1159, hour number three. I'm Max Shea. The Martian Gardens blog is martiangardens.blog. C'est 
Il fait comme des, des allusions. Étant donné que... des affaires de corruption. OK. Ah. 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 Ah.
decir. Mais c'est tellement personnel. Le papier à lettres, chaque papier à lettres est différent. Et qui met de la couleur dans le plus profond dans le dessin. Et qui en chacun un dessin aussi. Puis, euh, puis ça, ils nous envoient des dessins. Des... Il y a, ils sont en deuxième année, troisième année. C'est un projet de... Juste comme pour que les enfants apprennent à communiquer. Apprennent que l'écriture, ça peut être un mode de communication. Tant que la parole, les tweets, les courriels, les Facebook, machin. Ils sont dans ce monde-là. Des fois, euh, quand, quand ils ont commencé à tisser des liens, hein, au début, ils tissent des liens, juste ils t'envoient des dessins, ils veulent des dessins. Mais. Mais. Fait, fait, tu peux comme leur donner des petits trucs. Ils incitent à développer des réflexes.
va passer au-dessus de la ville à 4h43, 6h moins 20. Après ça, on va repasser à 6h15. 6h15 à M. Hey, wow, pendant 5 minutes. Ah oui, on va passer. Oh, wow! Pendant 5 minutes, on va l'avoir. C'est bien trop tôt. 6h15. 6h15.
You're listening to Martian Gardens, episode 1159, hour number three. I'm Max Shea. That was electroacoustic music on eight channels by Christian Bouchard and friends. And that's a piece called Montreal Mafia, which appears on Empreuse Digitale under the title four. That's the Roman numeral four, Christian Bouchard. And that was realized at the Composer Studio in Montreal, completed in 2014 and premiered in uh, 2016 in uh, Montreal. We continue with another selection from a newly released project by Chinese-American composer Lei Liang. The Harvard-educated Liang is now a composition professor at the University of California, San Diego. His project, Six Seasons, is for improvising musicians in pre-recorded sound, released on New World Records. The Mivos Quartet plays the music on this recording. We've heard a, a lot of Olivia Duprado on Martian Gardens recently, and uh, Mivos is uh, uh, violinists Olivia Duprado and Maya Bernardo, with a violin by Victor Lori Tofia, Tafia, and a cello by Tyler J. Borden. This was uh, recorded at uh, the Studio A, UC San Diego, in October of 2022. Lei Liang says of the acousmatic material for six seasons, quote, Hydrophones were placed about 300 meters below the surface of the sea at a seafloor recording location, 160 kilometers north of Point Barrow, Alaska. They capture the sound of sea ice, marine mammals, and the underwater environment throughout an entire year. We'll hear the second section called Darkness. Leong says specifically of darkness. Following Le Leong, we'll hear two shorter Arctic-themed pieces, first from Charlie Morrow, a sound artist, composer, and jingle writer, who is already well-established with his own New York City studio by the mid-1960s. XI Records released a three-CD retrospective of Morrow's works in 2011. Our selection is called Wind Song, a collage of ambient Arctic sounds Morrow created in 1997. Concluding the set is a Canadian multimedia artist and educator, Audrey Shurgan's piece, Arctic Sun, Arctic Wind, in which she narrates her experience visiting Nunavut on uh, the summer solstice. Chorgan discusses alien landscape of tundra and the sleep-depriving midnight sun. Of course, to people who call the far north home, there's nothing alien about tundra or the midnight sun, but it's difficult for those of us visiting from mid-latitudes to adjust. Among the sounds is a drum song and dance by an Inuit woman identified as Rosalie Pisok and her son. These days, Shorgan uh, directs uh, Mask, or Multicultural Arts for schools and communities, which delivers workshops and programs for schools, businesses, and towns around Ottawa and elsewhere in Canada. And again, we start with uh, this submarine material with uh, improvising string quartet by Lei Leong from his project Six Seasons. 
And this piece is called Darkness. You're listening to Martian Gardens, episode 1159, hour number three.
It's going to be hard to sleep, knowing that when I wake in the night, I'll see the midnight sun. It feels like midday, and I know I'll be fooled into wakefulness if I catch the light in the corner of my eye. So I took a sleep aid. The jet lag is competing with my wakefulness, and so far, I feel neither rested nor tired, but I am seriously exhausted. The plane was roomy, the flight was very accommodating, still. Exhausted. I've been to Chile, 14 hours flying 4,000 miles into another hemisphere. Still, when I landed, the terrain looked familiar, and I knew I was on Earth. This trip, when I first saw the tundra, I felt like I was on the moon. Even the light is different. And everyone drives ATVs. They carry packages, suitcases, children, grandmas, dogs. I feel like I've landed on the moon. And the moon is a surreal go-kart land. The streets are tracks. And there's lots of dust behind them as they tear by. 
artists are here now. They must be feeling some kind of frustration like bugs in a jar. With all these white people swarming around them, white equals government. I hope I can be seen differently. They'll no doubt see me the same if I don't correct my approach. I need to simply say hello. I'm an artist too. How do you do? Audrey Turgan visits Arctic Nunavut on the summer solstice. That was her piece, Arctic Sun, Arctic Wind, which was released as part of the Deep Wireless 2 radio arts compilation in 2005 by the New Adventures in Sound Arts organization from Toronto. And we started with Lei Liang, Season 1, excuse me, Season 2, Darkness. Yes, Season 2, Darkness, from his release six seasons on New World Records. Brand new. And that's for 
improvising musicians and pre-recorded sound. In this case, we heard the Mivos Quartet performing along with the uh, submarine Arctic sounds. It didn't sound like a string quartet because all the sounds were created with pizzicato and rubato methods and not really with your conventional bowing uh, that you hear in uh, string music with a string quartet, that is. Then we heard from Charlie Morrow, Wind Song, from a three-CD retrospective of Charlie Morrow's music and uh, jingles projects called Toot. And Toot 2 has also been uh, released. I'd don't have that one, Charlie Morrow. After Charlie Morrow, again, we ended with Audrey Churgin and Arctic Sun, Arctic Wind from New Adventures in Sound Art. We conclude episode 1159 with two Kiwis, that is Judith Exley and Enea Lockwood, who are both natives of New Zealand, both born in 1939. Judith Exley has an abiding interest in music from Indonesia and Japan. She went for her music degree at Victoria University of Wellington in her 40s. She completed with honors in 1990, as well as teaching music in the Wellington school system. She also uh, is a founding member of the Wellington Gamelon community. Now at the age of 84, she's probably reduced her activities quite a bit. Her piece, The Cave of Tidal Sound, is released on Open Space 16 from the Open Space magazine. The little note says, Judith Exley and her piece, The Cave of Tidal Sound, is drawn from electronic material originally commissioned by Rose Beauchamp for her play Storytelling, presented in the 1993 Women's Playwriters Festival. Cave of Tidal Sounds was created in the electronic music studio of the Victoria University School of Music in Wellington, using sounds recorded at Makaro, uh, Makara Beach. And this is for two channels fixed media. Anaya Lockwood shows up frequently on Martian Gardens, her life would make a great blockbuster adventure movie. Uh, you can see it just by a cursory glance at her uh, biography. Unfortunately, we are out of time for a, a bio of Lockwood. Lockwood's 1999 adventure, uh, excuse me, 1999 environmental piece, Floating World, is in three parts. Lockwood solicited contributions from her many sound recordist friends. I have uh, listed these on the Martian Gardens blog. That's under uh, the, the final set, under Lockwood's entry. We will hear the first section, which runs six minutes. Pogus Productions released Floating World in 2007 on a CD it shares with another Lockwood piece, Thousand Year Dreaming. So these two, first to Judith Exley, the Cave of Tidal Sound from Open Space 16 on uh, the Open Space label released in 2004, and then Enea Lockwood, Floating World Part 1 from Thousand Year Dreaming and Floating World released on Pogus Productions in 2007. You've been listening to Martian Gardens, episode 1159, hour three. I'm Max Shea. This is 1159, concluding with two New Zealand composers, Judith Exley and Anaya Lockwood. This is Martian Gardens, episode 1159, hour three. I'm Max Shea.
Thank <laughs> you.